Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to a new episode of Cashflow Unscripted with new insights from Indian businesses and finance. We're a podcast coming to you from India with topical insights from leaders of uh, Indian business and finance community. My name is Ankur Bhageria. I'm the founder of Cashflow, and I have with me today Mr. Sheshadri Savalgi. Sheshadri is an experienced finance leader with over 16 years of rich experience in diverse uh, leadership roles across uh, global conglomerates. Uh, he's a CA, CGMA, and CMA by qualification. Uh, and Mr. Sheshadri started his career with uh, the Tatas before uh, doing a stint with Procter and Gamble, where he was a finance country head for their salon professional division. Um, after PNG, he was a CFO for Koti for the Indian subcontinent. Koti, as some of you might be aware, is a $10 billion plus New York listed MNC that owns global brands like Calvin Klein, Hugo Boss, and Joanne Marks. After Koti, he was an associate director at J&J uh, before taking on his current role as finance director for General Mills in India. General Mills is the organization behind consumer household names like Pillsbury and Hagen Das, as some of you might be aware. Uh, welcome, Sheshadri, to Cashflow Unscripted. Thanks, thanks, Ankur. Thanks for the nice introduction. And I'm looking forward for this uh, dialogue. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we're uh, really excited to have you on uh, on the show and uh, thank you so much for taking our time. Um, uh, Shashadri, we wanted to, you know, take up a very, uh, you know, much talked about topic in today's uh, times, which is the role of the CFO uh, in 2020 and beyond. You know, how has this role evolved over the past years and, you know, where is it heading? Uh, given your rich experience across some of the largest, uh, you know, conglomerates globally, uh, we would love to get your perspective on this topic. Uh, and, you know, just to start off, uh, you know, traditionally, the role of the CFO has that been that of a steward and an operator, typically. How has the role changed over the years? And what is the job description of this position today? So, Ankur, see, I have the role of a CFO has uh, evolved and will uh, continue to evolve. Uh, so, if you see over the last uh, couple of decades, uh, the the CFO was more towards controllership, compliance, and related to more core finance domain skills. Now, I think the shift is happening where it is moving towards a more general management sort of skill. The way I would put it is earlier, it was a finance leader with strong business understanding. Now it is actually a business leader with finance expertise. So see finance is, I think one of the only functions which has the visibility, capability and potential to completely zoom in to the minutest of the details in the business and completely zoom out and have the big picture influence the strategy of the business. So over the years, the CFO, the boundaries has completely gone away. So if you now see the range of works which a CFO does, he, in majority of the companies, a CFO is actually made responsible for the IT infrastructure piece. You will find CFOs leading a lot of change management initiatives, which a couple of decades back maybe would be part of, say, a HR sort of profile or other functions, uh, similar to other functions areas. 
but now a cfo has stepped into that because a cfo is seen as a business leader he has that finance acumen right so end of the day of cfo uh, is known is required to ensure the finance stability of uh, the company Uh, so that role now has become a competence core instead of it has become a threshold competency i, I would mm. put it earlier it was more like a core competency now it has become a threshold competency so that's the basic thing but what is a add on is in terms of the diverse experience which he can bring, bring in because see one of the things which i see is a passive uh, finance organization a finance organization which does not uh, say play its role in decision making can prove very expensive to an organization it can actually make the organization go out of business so okay. hence hence it's extremely critical for uh, cfos to step out of their comfort zone and have no boundaries yeah no that's very interesting i i really like the you know the phrasing of saying a business leader with finance domain expertise um could you elaborate a little more on that uh, you know it's we hear this all the time that you know finance leaders need to play a more strategic role in business they need to be the co-pilots for the ceo um would love to hear from you and your prior stints on how your role has really evolved from your earlier organizations uh, and you know into a potentially a more strategic role you know would love to hear some uh, you know experiences from Example. your end so i think one i have been fortunate uh, to work in some of the companies where the expectation of finance is to play that strategic role so companies like uh, png and even koti uh, jnj now general mills all these companies actually the role is a more evolved the expectation is a more evolved one versus basic compliance or uh, a stewardship role having said that one of the things uh, which really i enjoyed the breadth of the role is when i moved from uh, png to koti so it's a it's a interesting piece so the the way it happened is uh, i was in png for close to 9 years Uh, i was the country finance manager for uh, the salon professional business when png sold uh, around 40 brands to koti and it was a global deal where i had to uh, so i decided to move to koti the entire organization had to move to uh, to koti and koti did not have its uh, organization in india so at that point in time everything started from uh, base base zero right or ground zero because the range of experiences starting from deciding to which building we'll move to to hiring a back end finance team to ensuring that what is the it infrastructure required to ensure implementing sap at that point in time to deciding which are the brands of koti we will launch in india having a long term strategy for koti uh, deciding on go to market structure so it was a range of decision making with various vectors so i had to reach out to various vectors and not necessarily finance so such roles what it it makes you think is it completely makes you think like a non finance uh, person it it gets you that you become an entrepreneur 
you wear your entrepreneur hat and then you think what's best for the business and you also get into a challenger mindset or you have that growth oriented uh, mindset so i think that's a fundamental shift so you thinking yourself as an entrepreneur or a business leader versus only limiting yourself to a more finance mindset mm. so that thing has changed and that is what is required uh, in uh, in this current times and i think it will continue to evolve so more and more uh, maybe this experience was one of the case where this transition had to happen but even now if you see in well entrenched companies which have been there for ages this is the requirement which a cfo needs to play oh, that's uh, that's very interesting uh, i want to understand you know see the i i completely buy your point that uh, you know this is the way the cfos can really add value to an organization but uh, you know two things here one there is a you know sort of a mindset change that is needed right fundamentally uh, they need to rethink their own roles in these organizations and the organizations need to rethink how the cfos can add value how does that mindset change happen or what is needed to make that happen and the you know second point is around the actual the skill sets right that they come with you know typically um we've seen in india especially a lot of cas uh end up becoming you know taking uh, a career path in the finance function in corporates and over time sort of they grow there um the you know playing the role of a business leader and you talked about general management how does you know how does that fit in with the skill sets that you know they've been trained in more traditionally and you know how do we plug these two gaps hey let me tell you my own uh personal journey here so see i think you hit the nail at the right place right so see as cs i think so there are strengths so one of the strengths would be our understanding of uh, core finance or technical uh, capability in terms of the entire finance domain uh, i think that is a great strength for cs and the second is i to detail so i think if i would call out two things which stand out is your technical capability and i to detail i think what we or young finance professionals need to develop is to have that big picture see that big picture and also to strengthen their soft skills visible leadership communication so all this kind of things soft skills they need to work on so one of the things which they need to be deliberate about is to work on this skills because see the base skills is always there i think what matters or what helps you accelerate your career growth is when you work on these skills and have diverse experiences so one of the things and this again is a shift from the earlier uh, say decade so earlier you would find the importance being paid to depth in experience so the ideal job profile or the experience required would be 10 years in a particular role so that would be the sort of expectation you would be having now if you see the job description diverse experiences is valued is valued you will find if you have experiences in different industries it is valued 
the more diverse the better it is because end of the day it makes you well rounded in terms of your understanding of the entire business so that mindset uh, shift has to happen uh, and i think it is now become uh, a sort of mandatory thing because only then there is a strong acceleration in the career guide path because that is a base expectation and i find that uh, that shift uh, cas have to uh, take that journey sooner or later i think they need to uh, take that journey and then ensure maybe let me not generalize that uh, all cas uh, are uh, become uh, they become cfos uh, but so generally mbas and uh, cas and one of the things is even for an mba i think they start with the strength of having that big picture or communication maybe i'm generalizing but then what they need to develop is they need to develop they need to roll their sleeves and develop an understanding of core domain skills so it's so when you start your career you don't have a entire level of skills right so you first understand what you have what your strengths are and then work work on the other piece of it and that's how you uh, gain experiences and then grow within then within your career what what can organizations do to enable this because i think one aspect of this is learning this in school whether it's in business school or let's say you know any professional curriculums uh, but really you know being able to develop that strategic mindset being able to understand business you know from a business uh, leaders perspective ideally would require some exposure outside the finance function as well for you know these finance leaders but traditionally once you enter the finance function we've seen most people typically continue in the finance function for you know years together do you see an imperative for organizations to provide business exposure to folks from the finance function especially absolutely mid and senior level absolutely so see when i started my career uh, so let me take a a core finance role uh, like uh, i was based out of uh, plant in baddi so it's a plant finance manager role i think what the organization needs to do is if they can give the responsibility to a finance say a professional even at the early stages of his career i think that what ensures that they blossom into business leaders and i'll tell you an experience so i was the plant finance manager in a plant where which had around 8 managers and around 700 uh shop floor employees and the way we used to manage is so we were a team of eight leaders within the entire plant mm. so even at the start of my career in my first role within png i used to man shifts because saturday we wouldn't we, the managers were not supposed to work but then there has to be one manager present in the shift so we took a call that uh, each of the managers each of the eight managers will come every saturday so there were three shifts so i have manned shifts now imagine the learning which i had so an amazing level of learning i had just by manning a night shift in a plant where there are around 700 people and i am the only leader or the senior leader at that point in time so experiences like this i think will completely change 
the attitude the learning the learning curve is was tremendous in this experience the other thing which uh, i remember is my interactions with the government authorities so the first time i actually met a government uh, at that point in time a excise inspector he thought that i was too young to talk to him because his expectation was to talk to the senior most uh, person in the plant and i was at that point in time i was 28 27 or 28 right. so when i went and met him uh, he he said ke go get your uh, senior i would only talk to the senior and me uh building so this experience actually built my emotional quotient so i i learned a lot in terms of how to deal with external stakeholders remaining within the boundaries right so we had so i engaged with the entire uh, department so the exposure actually helps make the learning curve steep and builds the capability so an organization needs to give this level of responsibilities at a particular at to finance and i think they will come with flying colors because as i said see finance is the only function which has the visibility of end to end business so if yeah. you ask me i can tell you what is say so even in during that role i had visibility of say what is the labor in a particular line to zooming out in terms of in next 5 years what is the sort of capacity planning we do what is the new product launches coming in so starting from that strategy to ensuring that the operational efficiencies are there because other functions you will see that they are blind sighted in to some extent yeah so you will not find supply chain being very very uh, they won't have visibility to say marketing side of things or other areas whereas a finance they can dwell into or they can go into different areas and then so we need to make use of that uh, power or that visibility which we have and how do you combat the pushback that may come from business saying that hey you know we understand our business better you know uh, maybe as as finance you might understand the numbers well and you might see you know through data you might come up with some insights but you know we know what the on ground realities are you know i'm sure in fact you know if there yeah. are you know there are some push and pull uh, you know some push and pull that always happens in such situations especially you know at senior levels um could you give us some insight into how to how does the cfo handle that uh, you know see i uh, thing which has worked for me during my uh, even initial phase or any role change which i do the first thing i do is go on the ground and see what's happening on the ground and this experience the plant experience which i just talked actually that started the trend because once i started uh, like manning the shifts i could completely so no production manager could right. tell me anything which i couldn't sort of understand so i couldn't of course understand the technical aspects of it but that was not required i think the same case for commercial aspects as well so the first thing which any finance professional needs to do is he needs to first get the understand the pulse of the business 
get into the market meet the distributors understand what's happening see because end of the day what happens is the pushback which comes in uh, so th- of course there would be a many uh, valid pushbacks as well uh, because if you talk something which is very theoretical it doesn't work uh, end of the day we can't be very theoretical about business and it's just not a excel uh, excel exercise yeah but what i always say is see everything starts first in the head then it moves from head to the excel and then it becomes a strategy which gets executed so we should not uh, discount the value of whatever excel says because i get this common pushback is uh, that it's easy on excel but very yeah. difficult on ground uh, but if if it is not if it seems in, impossible in excel then definitely i don't see it getting executed even on ground right so that's there but i think one of the things where we can navigate through this pushback is to understand business better and uh, collaborate with the business leader see end of the day i don't wish uh, finance leaders to be viewed as a as a no as a person who says no to everything yeah so you will find this common uh, stereotype stereotype or perception that uh, in where few leaders so they will say that finance is uh, even before they ask a question he will say no which yeah. is which is not how a finance should be viewed so one of the things is see end of the day we are all one organization and working towards a common objective Yeah. So I wouldn't, in that sense, finance, sales, marketing, everything. So these are all different legs. End of the day, we want to achieve a common objective. So that clarity needs to be there across, and that level of collaboration I would expect uh, not only from the finance leaders but from other leaders as well. And which you see that mindset mindset shift even across the organization. So when I say finance role has evolved. now you will see that pushback reducing and reducing as the time progresses because even they understand the value of finance now in a in a situation like covid you will be surprised to see the level of involvement which finance does in just ensuring that we are able to say ramp up supply chain capabilities or trying to get new business models trying to maintain sales these are all us, uh, so, could you give us an example of this this is very fascinating uh, you know what's the role that finance uh, has played or what's the role that you've been able to play during covid to help the organization from a strategic standpoint so so let me so one of the things is now this uh, the entire pandemic is completely uh, unprecedented right so one of the thing which i think finance does well is to be able to see risks maybe a bit earlier versus other functions and uh, quantify the risk and actually tell if a pivot in strategy is required mm. because what happened in covid was it 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 actually stress tested the entire business model yeah across across companies across industries where the revenue suddenly the revenue streams dried out and we were left with expenses so 
and even where the revenue streams or in some areas the revenue the demand completely became double or triple like we do have a good uh, essential portfolio with pillsbury mm. so now the supply chain was not uh, capable of ramping to 2x in 2 days so the first thing which we had to do is first declutter a lot of moving elements and then see that so the first priority is to ramp up supply chain for essentials the second priority is to decide can we do any innovation in trying to reach a consumer see not necessarily all innovations needs to be a product innovation it can be a difference the way we reach to a consumer a difference in process in a particular even a core finance process so imagine this so we have all companies had big organizations now uh, things like we have a huge range of distributors even back end processes like claims which are uh, regular processes the, the all the headcounts were doing work work from home the entire team was doing work from home the distributor were not even operating at that at that point in time we had to see can we sort of lean forward and help them from a working capital standpoint because one of the key things was that the liquidity there was a sort of liquidity crisis when the lockdown happened yeah. and the companies the manufacturing companies were in a best place to take the burden in terms of either leaning forward and helping them in terms of working capital and also sort of helping them in understanding some of the things like if there is any uh, cheap working capital is coming because of government or when uh, they categorizing themselves as sme even that level of information the manufacturing companies took the onus in helping the distributors and other stakeholders understand that this is the venue where you will get this capital so please take benefit of it because the entire if you see the entire value chain not everyone is in the same place in terms of the understanding of what's happening and taking that uh, decision to pivot so these were some of the things where uh, finance played a leadership role in helping everyone understand calming their nerves uh, taking the decision to lean forward in terms of working capital requirements you will find new uh, business models like uh, you will find all these qsrs uh, the quick service uh, restaurants listing essential products right and the reason they did this see end of the day all these companies had fixed cost to incur and their revenue suddenly stopped so one of the things is and the only thing which was selling like hotcakes were essentials essentials yeah so they utilized the their infrastructure to do a tie up with many companies many fmcg companies and they uh, sold essentials maintaining some level of revenue for them and even for us it was a way where we could reach the consumer so it is like a win win across the value chain for the manufacturers or the qsrs even for the consumer yeah it is the one of the most safest way where he could uh, get his favorite product yeah. so this entire thing i think is a collective exercise where finance plays a leadership role yeah so these were some of the things which i think definitely and the examples are uh, immense yeah you will find uh, finance 
leading lot of stuff in uh, even in e-commerce and other so one of the things which i i keep having chat with uh, my peers in in other uh, companies so the level of the same gets magnified when they go go into uh, say a business like e-commerce right so because there are a range of vendors suddenly you'll need to start ensure whether they they have stocks are yeah. they listed suddenly the demand goes to the through the roof so there are many things right but i think so these are some of the things uh, which we the finance played a role yeah very interesting and as far as uh, you know dealing with external stakeholders is concerned uh, you you talked a lot about how finance can uh, work closely with various other internal stakeholders to shape the business strategy to implement the strategy uh, what about external stakeholders what is the role that you know a cfo today can play and what kind of a role that do you envisage a cfo playing going forward when it comes to external stakeholders whether it's financiers whether it's uh, regulators whether it's you know various other stakeholders so i think see cfo is i think only second to the ceo when it comes to external stakeholders I, I, even in earlier it has always been that way uh, i would say that the cfo is the bridge between the organization and the external stakeholders where uh, the external stakeholders uh, be it regulators be it government uh, be it uh, bankers they value the opinion of the cfo because he is uh, expected and he is supposed to give a very balanced view so his his view needs to be a balanced maintaining what the organization stands for and also to ensure because he understands the regulations and the the requirement i think he is in a best place to understand the regu- regulation regulation and the requirement so i think that is very critical so now uh, in this uh, in this era what is happening is the cfo he also needs to be an opinion uh, maker and influence the policy matters as well so you will find that uh, there was a lot of chaos even when covid happened uh, and see a small change and let me so so covid is a big business challenge which uh, i think a lot of orga- every organization faced even a small change in uh, like uh, uh, additional cess which comes in a particular state or uh, like e invoicing or any such change requires huge amount of work from the organization standpoint you will find the it team you will find uh, the finance team working in and out building various scenarios and uh, doing everything to the t so that is an expectation from finance to ensure that the business disruption is does not happen because of any uh, any regulatory or compliance issue see fire compliance and regulatory uh, requirements will remain a key work for a key part of job description for the cfo yeah so that continues to remain and it will remain because uh, he is the one who sort of is the steward of the company and he is viewed externally as well as internally both 
both he is the one who sort of uh, takes the leadership in ensuring that that happens and you will find uh, that now with the amount of networking which has happened the cfos they influence and they influence all these policy matters so some of the changes which happened in terms of uh, like the simplification of process of even supply chain when the entire covid happened when the lockdown happened licenses uh, required and these are all practical on ground uh, issues which you will find so you and you will find a lot of cfos engaging in industry forums trying to put it across to the government and helping the business in terms of simplifying things one of the one of the simplest thing is uh, when they initially first when they address the lockdown they issued the entire process to for passes and stuff like that the thing which they said is once the truck leaves it it needs to have essential product in it and it needs to have a pass so as soon as the truck dropped to the distributor he he was an empty truck right and he would keep getting held at every uh, post just because that he is empty right and and we faced a lot of issues just to say that he is a truck which is carrying essential but he has just dropped from the distributor and is just coming back and this is the sort of most simplest uh, thing which you you would face but then even this cost delay in uh, business or revenue losses because we had to figure a way out to suddenly escalate it uh, to the authorities and then say that this doesn't make sense you need to uh, do something about this so in that sense i think cfo plays a very critical role yeah uh, you know in a lot of times uh, with when it comes to regulatory changes or compliance related matters it's very critical for organizations to be a step ahead of the curve or you know be more proactive than reactive in order to especially you know like you said in order to avoid any potential revenue losses you know uh, going forward how do you ensure that i mean what's your approach in what should be the role of what should be the approach of a cfo on these matters see i think the cfo needs to uh, have all the stakeholders in mind first so there are i would say there are uh, three broad stakeholders so one is the external stakeholders internal stakeholders i would see the local management and then uh, say the region or international stakeholders because the level of understanding is different at each levels or at each stakeholders so you you can't assume that uh, they understand the gravity and severity of the uh, issue so the first thing which uh, we do and cfo needs to do is to ensure that everyone is on the same page in terms of what the requirement is and why is it critical for the business because there should be no amount of laxity in terms of ensuring management focus and prioritization in ensuring that the compliance comes into place we do a relevant uh, amount of uh, appropriate level of testing so there is a entire uh, entire process which happens and this happens across companies where as i say even uh, say invoicing change that would require massive amount of or the recent change in tcs etc so it requires a lot of information work in terms of it in terms of communication so we need to communicate to the entire say go to market structure so to the entire distributors this is what because again the onus 
of ensuring 100% compliance through the value chain actually again rests on the CFO of the manufacturing company to a great extent because he needs to ensure that his distributors understand what's what has changed yeah because suddenly the distributor will start seeing something different from the date it becomes applicable yeah. so the distributor every distributor he needs to first understand okay and be prepared that this is what is going to happen so imagine that one communication to all the distributors second internally telling the management like this is the efforts required from the team and one of the things which i have seen is if you take a tactical view on any such compliance or regulatory stuff it it comes back to bite you in in the future period so never ever uh, so my principle has always been one do the right thing whenever you are in doubt or uh, you find a bit of gray area then refer to principle one which is do the right thing so that's been my principle because shortcuts in the long run you will see that are one more ex- expensive and it sucks out a huge amount of resources and time from the organization yeah because a lot of rework happens and then you end up reconciling what wrong you did in the first place and then what is now and then communicating again to a range of stakeholders so all the compliances i think communication is key here i would actually over communicate versus so that would be my one tip which i would give so please over communicate internally in terms of uh, the stakeholders and also help the international uh, stakeholders understand the severity because many times india has a complex everyone understands that india has a complex uh, regulatory environment but they don't know the specifics of it and they are not required to but then at least the severity needs to be uh, told to them so that they are not surprised by what happens and then we need to ensure that there is no business uh, disruption so that's one uh, given that no one wants uh, business disruption including uh, finance so at all cost we need to ensure that plan scenario a b c but ensure that we are to the point in uh, meeting all the regulatory and compliance so there is no uh, two ways about it that's how i would want uh, and i think cfos are built that way so you will find cfos uh, always so always i think we are ingrained to do the right thing yeah no absolutely and in fact i was going to extend that question uh, of compliance uh, and sort of being proactive on that front to also you know thinking about technology and automation and uh, you know a lot of uh, things happening on the digital front uh is that really does that you know should that be a part of the cfo's agenda in today's times uh, you know how do you see you know cfo's viewing that uh, you know as a part of their strategy so i think cfo plays a critical role in uh, understanding the infrastructure requirements of the business so if you see across so many companies you will find finance leading it as well where there are say uh, in terms of scale if the business is in a growing phase you will find finance double hatting as it 
not understanding the technical uh, aspects of it but understanding what is required for business to thrive mm. so one of the things which a cfo understands is once we gain scale if the business goes uh, 2x 3x what is the it infrastructure required for us to sustain that level of business yeah. and i think cfo is in a best position to help articulate that requirement to the organization and to it as well so you will find uh, so some of all the new uh, technology requirements i think cfo completely has his seat on the table and his opinion matters because some of the even uh, simpler stuff like even processing everything is going through change you will find lot of uh, options which is using bots which is using ai coming into place and i think a cfo is the one who can actually take a call whether because if it if it makes sense he is the one who has to ensure that this is the right time for us to invest behind it so right. cfos definitely take a call in terms of helping the management understand what the requirement is and also helping them make a call in terms of articulating the benefits of getting uh, so it could be either simplification of the processes decluttering business uh, saving working capital so you will find a range of uh, yeah. it developments which are happening and definitely a cfo plays a role in it and does that uh, cut across other functions as well like for instance you know a cfo is obviously best place to understand how digital and technology and automation can um, improve the productivity improve the overall processes let's say for the finance function but let's say you know you talk about a particular business unit um you know and there is this technology innovation that can further the business do you believe that cfos should be thinking about you know those areas as well or do you think that's typically the purview of the business and you know let them no, I think, manage i think cfo definitely must uh... think about it and as i said no boundaries right so that's that's yeah is my mantra thumb rule <laughs> yeah it's a good uh, thumb rule right? so no boundary so i wouldn't expect a cfo to just uh, look from a finance standpoint see there are a range of it uh, platforms which are available which will say maybe even help you grow sales or uh, yeah simplify your supply chain process so there there are a range of uh, vendor financing so there are a range of it platforms you will find in every aspects either growing sales uh, simplifying your supply chain uh, reducing or making your working capital efficient see end of the day everything if you were to put a value to it you can put a value for the entire business starting from uh, if you want to put a value you can put a value to the employees to the business to sales to everything so i think uh, definitely i don't think cfo needs to be limited or have a restricted view he has to definitely see from entire business if it makes sense to enable the business uh, in terms of additional uh, capabilities it capabilities you see because data analytics all all these things will definitely helps uh, definitely helps the business grow yeah so that's the future and i think cfo needs to play a role in that
No, absolutely. It's a fantastic. Uh, you know, I, I like the this rule of thumb of no boundaries. I think uh, that is, uh, I think, going to the earlier point of that mindset change, right? I think if as a finance professional and over time as a finance leader, one starts applying that mantra, uh, then it's very clear what the role is. Uh, and if they apply the mindset of saying, okay, you know, this is my job definition or my role definition, then obviously opportunities uh, may not get fully uh, captured. So uh, I think that, that's a great input, Shishadri. Uh, uh, One uh, final thought, uh, you know, before we, you know, sort of wrap up the podcast, what are some of the, you know, tips uh, or, you know, guidance that you can provide to young finance professionals who are aspiring to become finance leaders going forward? I'm sure they'd love to hear, you know, coming from your uh, rich experience. I think there are a few, a uh, couple of things uh, which work for me, or at least some of the advice which maybe I would have given to a younger uh, Sheshadri when I started my career. I think first is uh, in terms of mentorship. See, I think in today's times, it is actually is much easier to reach out to business leaders. So when I started uh, maybe a decade and a half back, uh, getting or engaging with say business leaders or senior CFOs, you had to have a very strong network to be able to do that. Now I think maybe you are a LinkedIn click away. Uh, so I would urge all the uh, young finance professionals to have a mentor because I think uh, good mentorship helps you make your learning curve steep and also helps you accelerate your uh, learning curve and your growth in the career. And I have been uh, blessed with some of the good uh, mentorship or being able to see business leaders from uh, close quarters. And I've gained a lot of understanding from them. So one, I think uh, that thing is definitely a must do for all the young uh, professionals. I think the second piece is, as I said, first, at the start of the career, uh, do a self-analysis. First, understand that this is to all. So you may be a CA, you may be an MBA uh, or a graduate. But first, understand your strengths and then work on some of the areas which you feel are your uh, improvement areas where you need more awareness and exposure about. And these are some of the things which has worked for me. So me, I, I worked on a lot in terms of leadership, developing my leadership, having varied experiences uh, and not necessarily within, within only from a professional standpoint. I started to run, I started to travel, I started to trek uh, because I, I wanted to accumulate uh, diverse experiences, which maybe I couldn't uh, because all my... Uh, say teenage or that was focused on becoming a CA, CGMA and stuff like that. So once you are in a position, try to gain diverse experiences and build on such uh, experiences because as we progress, I think diverse experiences will help and that will be valued going forward. So gain that experience in different industries, put your hand out if there is a project which is not related to finance, I always, at any point in time, I want to work on some project which is which has nothing to do with finance. And that's been my 
other principle from the start of my career so and that will always help it will always help to be you to be well rounded and have a much and a share a perspective which is will be appreciated by a broader team oh fantastic i think uh, one common theme that i have sort of heard throughout all of this is for a cfo to play a more strategic role in business they definitely need to be a lot more well rounded uh, get exposure to business get a, you know step outside their comfort zone from the finance function and actually uh, you know gain that exposure to business i think uh, once they do that they are over time going to be better placed to play the role of a business leader with a finance domain expertise as you uh, you know beautifully put it at the beginning uh you know with that uh, you know i'd love to uh, you know wrap up this uh, podcast shashadri uh, this has been fantastic as an interaction thank you so much uh, for your uh, you know for your input and guidance and i'm sure uh, you know a lot of uh, finance professionals will you know benefit from uh, you know from this so thank you again thanks so much absolute pleasure ankur i enjoyed having this dialogue thank, thank you, you.